This is CPX number 33, The Four Marks, Part 2, The Eastern Rites of the Catholic Church. We are in the ninth article of the Creed as found in the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, hence CPX. This is 9.4, page 29 to 30, question and answers number 15 to 20. We look at how the Church is one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic, and Roman, but today we have a look at the Eastern Rites and the Roman Rites. God grant you his peace. Let's begin in prayer. In nomine Patris, Fidit, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us, and save us, you who are all good. Amen. In nomine Patris, Fidit, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Question number 15. Can there not be several churches? No, there cannot be more than one church, for as there is but one God, one faith and one baptism, there is and can be but one true church. Question number 16. But are not the faithful of a whole nation or diocese also called a church? Answer. The faithful of a whole nation or diocese are also called a church, but they ever remain mere parts of the universal church and form but one church with her. Question number 17. Why is the true church called holy? Answer, the true church is called holy because holy is her invisible head, Jesus Christ. Holy are many of her members. Holy are her faith, her laws, her sacraments. And outside of her, there is not and cannot be true holiness. Number 18, why is the church called Catholic? Answer, the true church is called Catholic or universal because she embraces the faithful of all times, of all places, of all ages and conditions, and all peoples are called to belong to her. Question number 19. Why is the church also called apostolic? Answer. The true church is also called apostolic because she goes back without a break to the apostles, because she believes and teaches all that the apostles believed and taught, and because she is guided and governed by their lawful successors. Question number 20. And why is the true church called Roman? Answer, the true church is called Roman because the four marks of unity, sanctity, Catholicity, and apostolicity are found in that church alone, which acknowledges as head, the bishop of Rome, the successor of Peter. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Timestamp. So let me read number 15 again. Can there not be several churches? Answer, no, there cannot be more than one church, for as there is but one God, one faith and one baptism, there is and can be but one true church. Okay, now let me give you some of my thoughts on this. As I said, I want to talk about the 23 Eastern Rites of the Catholic Church. A lot of you may not even know that we have these. Now, of course, there is only one church, the Catholic Church. But as I said, there's 23 Eastern Rites and only one Western Rite of the Catholic Church. Most of you listening are probably Western Rite. Now, 1.2% of the world's Catholics are Eastern Rite Catholics, whereas 98.8% of the world's Catholics belong to the Latin Rite Church, again, including most of you. Latin Rite Catholic means you either go to the traditional Latin Mass or the Novus Ordo when we're not on lockdown, of course. Don't worry, today is not going to be a comparison of the two Roman Rites. Instead, we're going to talk about why there are so many Eastern Rite Catholic churches and are they part of this one Catholic church. Let's go way back in history. When St. Peter sent out the apostles at Pentecost, St. James went as far west as Spain, and then St. Thomas went as far east as India. But churches with specific, various, but valid liturgies were set up in all these places with variations to the sacraments, all valid, 
but all of them came directly from Christ and the apostles. So, for example, St. Andrew and St. John the Apostles, they brought Christianity to modern-day Turkey. It wasn't called Turkey back then. And whatever Christ gave to St. Andrew and St. John as far as worship, as far as baptism, as far as confession, it looked, sounded, and smelled a lot like the divine liturgy of the East. Of, for example, the saints that came just a little bit later, a few hundred, few hundred years later, like St. Basil or St. John Chrysostom. So if you go to a divine liturgy of some of the Byzantine churches, you'll have the Mass, the divine liturgy of St. Basil, St. John Chrysostom, and there's no reason to believe it was super different from what St. John and St. Andrew brought to modern-day Turkey. Now, by smells, I mean, obviously, incense. Okay, similarly, we have no reason to believe, let's go back way back in time, apostolically here, we have no reason to believe that the Mass of Saints Peter and Paul in Rome would have looked, sounded, or smelled different from the Mass of Pope St. Gregory the Great in Rome in about 500 years later, also called the Gregorian Mass, which we also call the Tridentine Mass, because very little has changed from the Apostles to the Council of Trent. And to be quite honest, we have little reason to believe that the traditional Latin Mass has changed much. It's truly the Roman Rite. But I have to keep my promise we're not going into that. So the Holy Mass in the West, the Roman Rite, was truly the sacrifice of Christ represented on the altar in an unbloody manner for Peter and Paul and all the early Christians and all the medieval Christians and all the Catholics today. And what St. John the Beloved offered every day in modern-day Turkey, way back 2,000 years ago with the Holy Theotokos in attendance there in Ephesus, that was the same sacrifice he and Mary attended on Calvary, but this time on his altar in what would later be called Divine Liturgy. Maybe he even called it Divine Liturgy then. But these apostles, these 12 apostles that went as far west as Spain and as far east as China, they set up fully sacramental dioceses either in Rome or in union with Rome, planted all the way again from Spain to China in the first century. Now, very roughly, not exactly, but roughly, so you can spare me the corrections, we can say that all the dioceses in the first thousand years of Christianity at about a longitude of Rome or west of Rome belong to the Western Rite churches. And then anything east of that longitude in Rome, again roughly, belong to the Eastern Rite churches. But Rome is the first and most important. And if there's any Eastern Catholics that don't like hearing that, here's St. John Chrysostom, one of your Eastern saints, and he admitted this about the West when he wrote about the 5th century, quote, Peter, that head of the apostles, the first in the church, the friend of Christ who received the revelation, not from man, but from the Father, this Peter, and when I say Peter, I mean the unbroken rock, the unshaken foundation, the great apostle, the first of the disciples, the first called, the first to obey, end quote. So primacy of place is given to the Roman church even by many of the great Eastern saints, people who lived in modern-day Turkey in the 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th century. Now, unfortunately, fast forward another 600 years, or rather, what, 400 years, go to the year 1054. The Eastern Rite Diocese broke from Rome on, for example, whether to use leavened or unleavened bread at the Divine Liturgy. And then you also had these debates on if the Holy Spirit proceeds from only the Father or the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son also called the filioque that a lot of you have probably studied. But don't worry about that right now. The point is that these churches are still around, and they are called the Eastern Orthodox Churches, a.k.a. the Russian Orthodox Church or the Greek Orthodox Church. If you're watching this in the United States or even India, you're going to see some of these Orthodox Churches around town. Now, let's talk briefly about the Orthodox Churches, what they, what they do have and what they don't have. 
The Russian Orthodox churches, the Greek Orthodox churches, they do have apostolic succession. They have a valid mass called the Divine Liturgy. They have valid baptisms and confession. They have a valid priesthood and all their own bishops. We Catholics recognize all the sacraments of the Russian Orthodox and Greek Orthodox as valid, but they are not in union with Rome, so they are technically schismatics. But since 1054, some of them did come back into Rome, and some, not, some of them never left, and they were allowed to keep their Eastern Rite Code of Canon Law, their Eastern Divine Liturgy, and even at times the married priesthood that is indicative of the East if you're not a monk or a bishop. The Orthodox sometimes refer to these Eastern Catholics in union with Rome as uniates, but the Eastern Catholics don't like that term. As I said at the beginning of this video, there are 23 rites to the Catholic Church all the way from the Ukraine to India. And they kept all the traditions of the East. Say, for example, how baptisms are done, how divine liturgy is done. But the difference from the Orthodox churches, they recognize the primacy of place of Rome. And jurisdictionally, things get a little sticky. We don't have time to get into that. But perhaps the last thing for the Orthodox to come into union nowadays, it's no longer questions of filioque or leavened bread, but really questions of jurisdiction. What do I mean by questions of jurisdiction? I mean, what will it take to get the Russian Orthodox and the Greek Orthodox in union with Rome? It's questions like this. Who gets to pick the Patriarch of Moscow? Rome or Moscow? Now, I didn't have time to research this. I'm pretty sure Pope Benedict about 10 years ago said the Russian Orthodox, the Greek Orthodox, could choose their own patriarchs, but they're still not coming into union with Rome, either due to old wounds and probably due to some things I don't understand and didn't have time to research before doing this video. But I do know this much. The 23 Eastern Rites of Catholic Diocese do have union with Rome. That is their apostolic churches. As you heard in number 19, quote, the true church is also called apostolic because she goes back without a break to the apostles, because she believes and teaches all that the apostles believed and taught, and because she is guided and governed by their lawful successors, end quote. Okay, let's look specifically at the East again. Roughly, you can say every Orthodox church has an Eastern Rite Catholic church that mirrors it or is a sister church to it, or maybe we should just say to keep out of trouble, is something like it. There's some exceptions. There's some Orthodox churches that don't have a sister Eastern Rite Catholic Church, and there's some Eastern Rite Catholic Church that don't have a mirrored Orthodox Church. Uh, if you can skip the exceptions to that, this next line will help you a lot. For every Orthodox Church of the East, there is an Eastern Rite Catholic Church of the same region with nearly the same theology, nearly the same sacraments, and for lack of a better word, a similar Eastern flair. So, for example, you have the Ukrainian Orthodox Church and the Ukrainian Catholic Church. Very similar divine liturgy. Now, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church has valid oriental-looking sacraments, but is not in union with Rome. The Ukrainian Catholic Church has valid oriental-looking, very similar-looking sacraments, and is indeed in union with Rome, and hence that term uniate, but we won't use that term again because they don't like that. So why do I keep saying in union with Rome? Because it's important. As we heard in number 20 today, quote, the true church is called Roman, because the four marks of unity, sanctity, catholicity, and apostolicity are found in that church alone, which acknowledges as head, the Bishop of Rome, the successor of St. Peter. End quote. Okay, so there's 23 Eastern rites of the Catholic Church in union with Rome, but then one Latin Roman church, which we call Western. So that's 23 plus 1. 23 plus 1 is 24. We're going to get to why that's a cool number. But these 23 Eastern rites, or these 23 Eastern churches, have regional liturgies including Coptic, Chaldean, which is in Iraq, Romanian, which is obviously in Romania, Greek Catholic, if 
found in Greece and other places, and many more. Now, strangely, as I said earlier, these 23 Eastern Rites only comprise 1.2% of the Catholics in the world, despite having most of the rites, again, 23 of 24. The Western Rite, the 24th, is called the Latin Rite, and most Catholics are in the world, 98.8% to be specific. Uh, and if you don't know what rite you are, you're certainly Latin Rite, also called Roman or Western. If you're a Catholic of the Eastern Rite, you would know, I guarantee, that's why I say that. And these are also called Byzantine Catholics, but that's a little bit too broad to always be accurate. By the way, my brother-in-law and my sister are raising their family as Byzantine Catholics. So to put it roughly again, there's 24 rites in the Catholic Church, and the Western Church is 1% of those rites, but has 99% of the people, where the Eastern rites are 99% of the rites, but have 1% of the people. Uh, still, that number 24, I have to wonder if that has something to do with Apocalypse chapter 21 and the description given of the New Jerusalem. Quote, it had a great high wall with 12 gates, and at the gates 12 angels, and on the gates the names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb, end quote. So right there, there are 12 tribes of the Son of Israel plus the 12 apostles of the Lamb that comes to 24. 24 rites of the Catholic Church that I'll put on the screen later. And some of these rites, just so you can get them in your brain, are Romanian, Bulgarian, Serbian, Albanian, and Maronite from Lebanon, which, by the way, is the closest sister church to Rome. Now remember, there's also 24 priestly divisions in the Old Testament. That's in 1 Chronicles chapter 24. I have to wonder, does this have something to do with the fact we have 24 rites in the Catholic Church? Probably not, but I like to make these connections. And at least it's pretty amazing. Now, sometimes when I talk about Eastern Catholics, even good Latin Rite Roman Catholics think I'm talking about the Eastern Orthodox. Right there, did you even catch that difference? we got to go over it one more time. The Russian Orthodox and the Greek Orthodox have apostolic succession with all seven valid sacraments, but they are not in union with Rome. But for most of those Eastern Orthodox churches, they have a mirror image Catholic Rite church, very similar, named, you know, Ukrainian or Russian or Greek, that is in union with Rome. Hence the term something like Greek Catholic Church. So, for example, we'll talk about a different region. You have a group of Christians in Serbia who worship at the ancient Serbian Rite of the Divine Liturgy. Those that go to the churches not in union with Rome are called the Serbian Orthodox. And those in union with Rome are the Eastern Rite Serbian Catholics. But both groups have apostolic succession, valid sacraments, and a valid priesthood. Another example would be the Greek Orthodox. The Greeks, as the Italians called them in the Middle Ages, are not in union with Rome. But there are Greeks in union with Rome, and they are called the Greek Catholics, or the Greek Catholic Church. And even in the Middle Ages, they had them. So there's the Romanian Orthodox but also the Romanian Catholics. There's the Bulgarian Orthodox, but we also have the Bulgarian Catholics. There is the Albanian Orthodox, but also the Albanian Eastern Rite Catholic Church. If this is surprising to hear how diverse the Catholic Church is, remember what we just read in number 18 about what universal really means. Pope St. Pius X said, quote, the true church is called Catholic or universal because she embraces the faithful of all times, of all places, of all ages and conditions, and all peoples are called to belong to her, end quote. As I mentioned before on some of the previous CPXs, when we look at all the craziness, all the abuse scandals, and all the heretical doctrinal scandals that we're facing, we want to 
be very careful that nowadays we who are alive in 2020 believe with in our hearts the same thing as the Catholic Church of all times, not the times now full of modernism. That's why I just read you that quote. Now, as for those Eastern Catholic churches, I used to call those who attended the Eastern liturgies those of the Eastern rites, but then I found out they like to be called the Eastern churches. Why? That is because they stand what is called in Latin sui juris, that is, under their own jurisdiction, with their own diocese and their own Eastern code of canon law. But the reason I still personally like the term Eastern Rite instead of Eastern Church is because of exactly what Pope St. Pius X said today, quote, There cannot be more than one church, for as there is but one God, one faith, and one baptism, there is and can be but one true church, end quote. And elsewhere he said, quote, The faithful of a whole nation or diocese are also called a church, but they ever remain mere parts of the universal church and form but one church with her, end quote. Now, granted, he was talking about Western dioceses, of course, around the year 1900, but I think he would say the same thing about the Orthodox who've come into union with the Catholic Church since then or before then. In other words, Western Catholics and Eastern Catholics form only one church because we're truly one family with one faith. If we really believe in the four marks of the church, especially that we are one, then we Romans in this time of confusion and scandal need to remember we are in union also with all the Eastern Catholics, making many martyrs in lands of places like Iraq. By the way, those Catholics there, again, are called Chaldean Catholics. And most of the families have martyrs in them, in the Chaldean Catholic families in Iraq, and many that have come to the United States, especially to places like Michigan. And if they don't have martyrs in their immediate families, they at least have them in their extended families. Those Iraqi Catholics, those Chaldean Catholics, they love Muslims, and they want them to accept Jesus. But they don't play these theological games of ecumenism with Muslims, since most of them know someone personally who was killed by a Muslim for being a Christian. That's just a fact. And there's many heroic Catholics in the Middle East, so we should honor them and remember them uh, that they are in union with Rome and, most importantly, in union with Christ. They are part of our Catholic family even when they don't worship at the Roman Rite. Now, as we heard in the answer to this very question we're on, quote, there is but one God, one faith, and one baptism, so there is and can be but one true church, end quote. That's talking about the Catholic Church. As he just said, the true church is called Catholic Universal because she embraces the faithful of all times, of all places, of all ages and conditions, and all peoples are called to belong to her. Okay, and if you want to hear all 24 rites of the Catholic Church, I'm going to name them now. Feel free to turn this video or podcast off if you think that will bore you. But here's all 24 rites of the Catholic Church going in alphabetical order, and I'll put the Latin one at the end. Number one, the Albanian Greek Catholic Church. Number two, the Armenian Catholic Church. Number three, the Belarusian Greek Catholic Church. Number four, the Bulgarian Greek Catholic Church. Number five, the Chaldean Catholic Church. Number six, the Coptic Catholic Church. Number seven, the Eritrean Catholic Church. Number eight, the Ethiopian Catholic Church. Number nine, the Greek Byzantine Catholic Church. Number 10, the Greek Catholic Church of Croatia and Serbia. Number 11, the Hungarian Greek Catholic Church. Number 12, the Italo-Albanian Greek Catholic Church. Number 13, the Macedonian Greek Catholic Church. Number 14, the Maronite Catholic Church. Number 15, the Melkite Greek Catholic Church. Number 16, the Romanian Greek Catholic Church. Number 17, the Russian Greek Catholic Church. Number 18, the Ruthenian Byzantine Catholic Church. Number 19, the Slovak Byzantine Catholic Church. 
Number 20, the Syriac Catholic Church. Number 21, the Syro-Malabar Catholic Church. Number 22, the Syro-Malankara Catholic Church. Number 23, the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. And finally, number 24, the Latin Church, also called the Western or Roman Church. Please say an Our Father for the unity of all Christians. Et benedictio Deum nepotentis, patris affiliates, vidi tu sante, descendet super vos et maniet semper. Amen.